Welcome back, everyone, to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peak. I'm here with Todd Brown. Hello, everyone. Hey, Todd. So, once again, this series is designed to help you figure out how to get a little more done with a little less stress, help you to um, tease out and explore that idea that there may be a smarter way to work, that it may be possible to be more effective without necessarily taking on stress and strain in your life that in fact um, that you can work in a a more uh, frictionless graceful way um, by thinking about how you work rather than just um, putting in more effort all the time Um, we had a topic come in recently um, from one of our listeners or possibly now one of our viewers now that we're also doing video podcasts um, asking about information overload and the fear of missing out. I love, I love this acronym, uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, that's certainly something that I've experienced, you know, in just the, in the constant barrage of opportunities, what I've heard David Allen himself call the stress of infinite opportunity, uh, or what feels like infinite in the information age. What about you, Todd? Have you, have you experienced that, that sense of fear of missing out? And if so, what have you done that helps? Yeah, I think I think it's incredibly timely. You know, I think um, I'm, I'm just reminded of an article that I read about someone who uh, lived who lives in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and he apparently had calculated uh, exactly. He, he went through a, a train tunnel as part of his commute, and he calculated down to the second how long he was going to be in the train tunnel every day, and what that implied in terms of the and it, and it was literally measured in seconds. It was like you know. 43 seconds or something he was in this train tunnel but this was an issue for him you know that he thought in that period of time he would be missing something significant so um i I know it's an issue for a lot of people that's an extreme example of course but i know it's an issue for a lot of people and i think and i think it's fascinating um I, i think gtd has an awful lot to say in this area i think um you know what what drives what we choose to capture what we choose to allow into our lives is an interesting question, right? And I think an awful lot of people are, um, be, just because of the, the fact that they're so used to being overwhelmed by the number of ins that they're receiving, that they sort of have this sense that, well, that's kind of the way that the world is. And so part of what we, you know, what we, we would recommend would be, uh, as, as, as one application of all of this thinking is, hey, look, let's, let's have a really... Uh, let's do a really deep dive into what you're allowing in. And and what I mean by that very tactically is let's have a look at your inbox, for example, and let's look at all of the things that you could unsubscribe for. What are, what are all the groups you could lead, leave? What are, you know, how could we reduce the, um, you know, reduce the things that are, that really are noise, you know, that, that, that email list that you subscribed to years ago, um, all the contents available online, uh, you don't really read them when they come in, you just kind of delete them or maybe leave them in your inbox, but they're not relevant anymore. So if you, you know, and again, if you really needed the content, you could find it online, you know, the, those kinds of decisions, I think a lot of people have deferred, uh, with the result that they've got, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're faced with a, a fire hose of inputs every day. Some initial thoughts for me. What, what what do you reckon? Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. That there is this kind of fire hose out there, and that um, you know, it's interesting. I, I think there's maybe a little bit of a of a misconception in in some of this that the overwhelm comes from 
the things that you don't know you don't know, meaning the things that are that you might miss out on that are out there that, that could come in to the inbox. And of course, there's this incredible uh, random reward reinforcement that happens with all the notifications and pop-ups and different ways that technology tries to get our attention. Because every once in a while, it is interesting and exciting and useful and relevant information. But in my experience working with, um, well, a lot of people now, a lot of the overwhelm, a lot of the overwhelm comes from what you know you don't know, meaning the stuff that is in there that hasn't really been fully clarified that you do know you want to do something about and you are committed to in some way. So um, I think there's a, there, there should be a greater fear on missing out on the things you know are important and meaningful um, and that you really ought to be doing to create a happy, successful life for yourself. Then the fear of missing out on, you know, that special offer on, I don't know, tickets to a concert uh, that could come down the pike or not someday. You know, it's like there's that sense that the new thing, the shiny new thing that comes in is going to necessarily be uh, more important. And sometimes it is important. But if you're not clear on your baseline of what you've already agreed to do and said you'd do and so forth. That's where I find people really lose sleep. That's where I find people really feel overwhelmed is with what they've been given that they haven't appropriately clarified and structured and organized in their world such that they can have confidence that they'll do it. You know, you're missing out on stuff that you know matters, um, you know, with in order to, you know, potentially be ready for something, um, you know, that, that could in theory be more important. Deal with what is, is kind of one of my, you know, suggestions and all of that. I think a lot of people, um, because there's a constant stream of, of stuff coming our way, we're more orientated toward the new, you know, what's new, what's happening, um, than toward what we already know is valuable and important. I think that's a really interesting, <laughs> interesting phenomenon in our modern age. I don't well, know, does that resonate? Does that yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, you, you don't get a dopamine hit from opening that Excel spreadsheet to do some really heavy thinking on that project that you've been avoiding for six weeks, right? Whereas you do get a dopamine hit every time you open an app that has a little, you know, that has a little red dot on it that says there are 18 new messages here, right? So I think it, on the one hand, it's understandable, but, you know, uh, and, 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 in, in some cases I'd say we should be easy on ourselves to the extent that we, um, you know, that we, that we engage in these behaviors as, as unproductive as they are. But at the same time, um, you know, I think your point's a great one. I, you know, I'm also reflecting on the fact that, um, I don't know if you saw about the, the information about the new, um, the, uh, the Apple launch that happened this week and the new features that are coming out in the latest version of iOS, where people are going to be able to, um, uh, you know, choose when they're interrupted, choose what they're notified about. You know, they're going to be, uh, in, in essence, my sense is that what, what Apple is, is allowing people to do is selectively, you know, turn off their technology to a certain extent or, or, or make their, certainly make their technology less, less intrusive in people's lives. And I think that's, you know, again, that's, it, it's a reflection of a conversation that I think is going on in the broader world, which is that we've been so, we, we've been kind of swimming in, uh, this new technology now, you know, in the 10, 11 years since the since the first smartphones came out, we've been living in this world where we've been kind of trying to figure out what all of this means for us. And as, as more and more of the negative implications have become clear, suddenly now you're seeing the technology companies, and I think, the, again, the Apple launch was a good example of this, recognizing this and starting to accommodate the fact that people don't want to be 
you know, uh, uh, don't want to be uh, interrupted all the time. You know, just another practical, uh, another practical uh, application of this thinking that comes to mind is, you know, go through your settings on your on your mobile device and turn off the notifications for any apps where you're thinking, I don't really need to to know that there's a new posting from you know, from the, from the app that I've gotten from my local bus company telling me about a, you know, a change to the schedule or whatever, um, you know, be selective about the things that you allow yourself to be, uh, to be notified by. Um, so the, you, you, there are, more, you, to sum it all up, I think you can probably um, miss out on more things than you think if you just give it some, you know, if you just give it some kind of some consideration and think about, yeah, okay, I, I do want to be kept up to date on the the important stuff, but I don't want to that to mean that my life is just completely um, suffused with noise. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a good good way to put it is noise. So in engineering, we talk about this signal to noise ratio, you know, which means how um, how much the good stuff is coming through the channel versus how much of just stuff that's sort of sort of static, you know, when it when it actually shows up. And I think you're absolutely right that reducing inputs, unsubscribing, um, making sure that those noisy channels get out of your world is really important. Um, it's also really important, I think, to be clear about what what channels you are willing to take input, how people work with you. Um, I was working with someone recently who had almost almost a dozen different channels where people could provide input to him. And being kind of a young, hip uh, tech startup, one of the, the, the things that the kind of younger generation of, of programmers would do is put business critical information into one of their kind of hangout social media type channels in the company, you know, and to me, this is the, this is the kind of behavioral equivalent of, you know, dropping the new business strategy around the water cooler, you know, as <laughs> we're all just kind of hanging out and chatting. It's like, no, that's not the, that's not the ideal format to uh, to get that in there to get everyone's you know to to be thinking about this very actionable very important piece of information. So he's working on you know training up his team to say, look, you know, email is the primary place, and I'll scan some of these things from time to time. But if you've got something you really need me to do and see, here's my inbox. Here's the place where I'm expecting a high signal to low noise ratio to be happening here. Um, and I, I think that's important too, as, as technology is just, there are more and more channels trying to get, push information to us, partly because they can frankly push advertising to us as well, if they can get us, if they can get us onto that channel. Um, but also because there's certain convenience factors and other things about, about the format it comes in as that has just kind of grown exponentially. I think it's really important to get clear about, you know, what, what do I check and when? And, um, and when I go to check a channel, am I ready for new input or, you know, is, is it not appropriate? I should actually be working on the stuff that I've already, already clarified, you know, our, our, um, uh, managing partner, Ed, his, his take on the whole iOS thing was, you know, I have a power switch, right? <laughs> you know, I just use the power button on my phone. I turn the thing off completely. I go to bed, right? course he has a good practice of regularly emptying out his inboxes clarifying those those new inputs into a trusted system and so he knows that you know the new stuff can actually wait a while it can it can wait till i wake up you know it's mm -hmm. it's after hours and i can just have a meal which i think is really really important um, there's a lot of things i think in the gtd methodology that help us with this um fear of missing a signal in the midst of of all the noise um 
what are some what are some of the more practical things that you've that you've found out that help you anyway to to increase signal, reduce noise, make sure you're not missing anything, but also not just bombarded by nonsense? Yeah, I think I I just build on something that you said, which is this idea that the the number of channels that you need to check, right? So the th the, the place where the new things come in, having a conversation with the team about what your standards are about those various channels, I think is really critical. And it's and then these are conversations that very few organizations have had. So so sit down with your team and say, okay, our standard for email is what? If we send an email to each other, what's the standard? How long will it be at a maximum before that email gets seen? And agree that, you know, is it an hour? Is it six hours? Is it five days? What's the standard? And then say, okay, you know, we, we need we need now to have an escalation path. And, and by the way, it's not just email, right? It's Slack or it's Trello or it's whatever you're using in, in terms of, of shared, you know, kind of communications and, uh, you know, um, uh, places where new inputs might show up. Um, again, I think I think those conversations are critical, and there are very few organizations that have had them. But just to come back to the email point, so if if then. Uh, you know, it, let's let's say that the standard is six hours. If I send an email to somebody on the team, they will have seen it within six hours, and and acknowledged receipt. Or you know, if the if the work is quick to do, maybe they've they've responded with what it was I needed, but they've at the very least seen it and responded. Um, in those situations, I think you know what's what's kind of interesting is, uh, it, well, the point is if you also need an escalation. Right. So you need you need quicker ways to get in touch with people in case, you know, if somebody says, I need you now. Then let's agree. How does that happen? Is that a text message? Is, do you have some sort of internal uh, instant messaging system that you're going to use? What, what what are the channels which we are going to be keeping an eye on because they mean, uh, you know, because our agreement there is that this is for the really important stuff. Am I going to call you? Right. <laughs> it could be could be another possibility to go to go real old school. Um but but again, I think I think the organizations that have had those conversations and agreed those standards are organizations that um, that tend to operate with with less interpersonal friction uh, because there is there isn't a mismatch of standards and expectations about how those those channels are being used. Yeah, I think that's really really valuable to ha have the conversation. <laughs> we need to talk, you know, about about how we use all these different channels um, and how we can trust each other more that that we're not going to miss something, you know, as, mm -hmm. as a team, as an organization. Um, one of the things that um, that is one of my kind of other favorite acronyms um, that have, that's come forward recently in, in addition to FOMO and YOLO um, is TL semicolon DR, which is uh, too long, didn't read. You know? <laughs> A, as a poet, as the one who both values literature tremendously and and the the act of reading as an artistic um, experience, um, and also values concision, right? Like you know, I, I've I've too have gotten those emails that have buried the lead, right? The actual actionable thing is twelve paragraphs down. Um, I, I can appreciate um, in, in our modern age that there is more text to consume and more stuff that we could read, and, and that accounts too for videos we could watch audio we could listen to, et cetera, than, than any one of us has, has lifetimes to be able to consume. So one of the things that really helps me with the, the combination of fear of missing out and information overload is to have this category of thing that involves stuff that I might like to peruse, but that I'm not actively committed to 
having to peruse, right? If I, if I have to read something, it's part of a project, it's part of something I'm doing, that's in my actionable system. But if it's this kind of thing where I go, oh, that would be really interesting. My read and review system, my read and review set of, of folders and tools um, is absolutely invaluable to keep me on task and on point, right? Because I just have a lot of interest and this link comes through and this thing and I go, wow, I could spend easily spend a, a very happy hour reading all about, you know, these, these new machine learning algorithms for natural language processing. But that's not really my job today. That's not really what I'm supposed to be doing. So getting it into either a read and review folder in my email, or lately I've been using just for URLs, a tool called Pocket, where you can just click a, yeah. click a little button and, and it collects basically lots of different web pages in one place, in one bucket that I just consider read and review. It's been hugely helpful because it, it helps me kind of navigate that thing of, well, I don't want to totally miss this. I don't want to totally let this go because it's interesting. But it's not strictly actionable and relevant to what I need to get done today. And it's not really something I need to put in my system as part of an action or a project that I'm that I'm completely actively committed to. So that's one of the ones that's a safety relief valve for me, along along with of course the someday maybe list, is is getting clear about what level of commitment you have to the information as it comes in. And if you don't know that, you're 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 guaranteed to be missing out on, on some stuff because you haven't decided in a way what, what matters and what doesn't. You haven't done any kind of filtering on that on that fire hose. Mm. So mm. that's one that that's one that helps me, certainly. I don't I don't know if uh, I think you use use your your tools similarly for that. Yeah, I think um uh, one of the things that I've advised a lot of clients over the years is to make a distinction. I think keeping on top of reading, let's just put it that way, right? Things that we could, should um, read is is an interesting one. And I think one um, uh, one very clear, uh, a clean edge, as we say in GTD, that's helpful for a lot of people is the distinction between uh, what I call read for information which is sort of self-developmental. It's, hey, that would be interesting. It would be good to know about more about that versus read for response, which is somebody's counting on me for this. This is something that, you know, I'm part of some sort of a workflow or I, I have made a commitment to somebody that I'm going to get back to them with feedback or whatever, right? So um, that, that's just one way to organize reading material, but, I've, but I've, I do that myself and I've recommended that to other people and I think that makes a big, that makes a big difference because there's so much coming at us. Again, you know, as, as, as we are gathering things, uh, as, as things are coming at us, I think a lot of people end up with a huge stack, whether that's a literal physical stack or whether it's a digital stack of some kind of things to read and being able to say, well, there's a, there's a fundamental difference in my commitment here. This stuff I got to read because I'm on the hook to read it and other people are expecting something from me. And this stuff, yeah, it's important and I'd, and I'd like to get to it, but it starts to feel, that starts to feel more someday maybe, right? The more, um, for, for a lot of people, that kind of thing, you know. And I think the other thing just to draw a line under that would be just to make sure that those, wh whichever mechanism you use for keeping track of reading, that that... <clears throat> that you're pretty ruthless about getting rid of stuff that is no longer relevant, that it either gets filed for reference, in which case, you know, you're saying, well, I might read that in the future, but really at this point, I'm really just going to make it reference material or you trash it. And you just say, well, I had the best intentions in the world when I, you know, when I organized this to begin with, but it's just lost any relevance at this point. Yeah. Great, great distinction to really sharpen, sharpen that up about the use of the different, different types of potential reading 
categories you can use because yeah, there's a lot of text out there. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing whether it applies to you or not is a, is a pretty pretty big deal, and a lot of it comes in text. You know, great opportunities as well as spam. You know? And it and it doesn't have to be reading, right? It can be videos, yeah. it can be podcasts, it can be whatever it is, right? All of those uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, um, Consumables. Consumable information. Consumable information. Gosh, I hope my I hope my poems don't get referred to one day as consumable information. <laughs> it's all over for us, you know. Well, you know, I think this is very much in some ways it's it's a problem of the of the developed world, right? It's like well, what's what's the big deal? But I think there is a pretty big deal out there as people are stressing out and burning out and you know, the statistics about workplace health and well being um, you know, start to show up that indicates, wow, you know, we really are expecting a lot of people in terms of uh, them being able to know what's signal and what's noise. So hopefully some of these things that we've talked about today can help you with that, can help you um, uh, sort the, the wheat from the from the chaff and also um, find ways to, you know, be, be kind to yourself and be conscious that, you know, that you uh, can get on track and on top of all the stuff that um, you are actively committed to, which can hopefully give you a lot more. Well, I know it does for me a lot more confidence that the stuff that's coming at you, you can make good priority decisions about. Is this a drop everything? Is this a, a nice to read someday? Um, or is this something that can go in my system so I can keep focus on on what I'm doing right now, even as these interruptions are are coming at me? Any any final tips, parting thoughts, uh, Todd, about how to how to yeah, manage I, this crazy world we're in? I think you know, and I'm going to date myself slightly here. Um, I think back to the days of of uh, you know of of radios, ham radios, and and uh, shortwave radios, and um, and I think about there was this thing called the the squelch dial, right? And the squelch dial, for those of you that haven't seen one, uh, the the radio had all kinds of background noise. And as you turned the squelch dial, what you basically said was you were you were filtering out that background noise. And so at some point you turn the the knob and all the background noise would go away. And what I would say is in general, just make sure that your squelch dial is turned up to a helpful level. Don't let yourself be uh, capturing things that you really don't think. Are helpful. Those are the things you can miss out on and not feel any guilt or any stress about. Be a bit ruthless about that. Um, and then, you know, just use GTD best practices to handle all the other things, the things that you have chosen to let into your life. Um, so those would be, I think, my, my top tips. How about you? Yeah, that's great. You know, I think too, uh, in with that, beware of the shiny new thing syndrome, you know, that, that dopamine you hit, get from, from the new cat video, um, that's not necessarily the highest priority thing in your world and and be aware that um uh, to me again a lot of the stress doesn't come from what you don't know you don't know that could be out there it comes from what you do know you don't know from the stuff that hasn't been appropriately clarified but you know is important and you know you're committed to do something about get on top of that stuff you're going to feel a lot better about the overall stream coming your way because uh, as david said you can only feel good uh, about what you're not doing when you know what you're not doing when you have that inventory so hoping all of you are on on your way more and further toward toward having that system you can trust to help you uh, feel a little less of the fear and anxiety about missing out on stuff. So if any of this has resonated with you, we'd, we'd always love to hear from you. Um, this this whole topic came 
um, from Mandy. So thanks, thanks for writing in and asking us to, to address this. Hopefully that's helped you. Do let us know. Um, and if you have other topics, thoughts, things that you'd like us to cover, a la GTD and productivity and um, um, having greater sense of, of well-being and, and being in the moment and getting stuff done, being effective. We'd love to hear from you. Info at next-action.eu. Info at next-action.eu. So for now, uh, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time.